Hey folks, you know what? A small regret is slouching in the dentist chair thinking I should have brushed and flossed better. A big health regret is listening to your doctor and thinking I should have paid attention to nutrition when I was younger. I have that regret a lot. Better health today and when it matters most is why I take Field of Greens. Field of Greens is unlike any fruit and vegetable or green product. Field of Greens isn't watered down extracts. Field of Greens is an organic superfood. It's whole fruits and vegetables. Each fruit and vegetable was selected by doctors to support vital body functions like heart, liver, kidneys, metabolism, and of course, your immune system. And only Field of Greens is backed by a better health promise. At your next checkup, your doctor will notice your improved health or you're gonna get your money back. Don't look back and say, I should have paid attention to nutrition when I was younger. Field of Greens is a key to better health today, right now, and when it matters most. Let's get you started with 15% off and free shipping. All you got to do is visit fieldofgreens.com and use the promo code JUSTNEWS at checkout. That's promo code JUSTNEWS at fieldofgreens.com. Hello, America, and welcome to a new edition of John Solomon Reports, the podcast from Just the News, where in just a second, we're going to talk to Congressman Ralph Norman of the great state of South Carolina. He's on the front lines, a lot of the economic discussions in Congress, really important voice on border. He just introduced a new bill that I think you're going to want to hear about, and of course, has been really focused on security issues, the open border, so much to talk about. He has some real strong words about what Republicans need to do to counter Joe Biden. We're going to get right to that interview right after this commercial break. Temp check. What kind of summer are we having this year? A family road trip summer, a beach bum summer, or a wake me up when the sun sets summer? With Instacart, choose your own adventure and skip the shopping side quests. Where available, you can get ice cream delivered to your hotel, sunscreen to the pool, or cold brew to your bed. Well, door, in as fast as 30 minutes. Wherever you find yourself this summer, you can get the goods. Download Instacart for free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. Minimum $10 per order. Excludes restaurants. Additional terms and fees apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All right, folks, welcome back from the commercial break. As promised, a very special guest joining us from the great state of South Carolina is Congressman Ralph Norman, member of the House Freedom Caucus, uh, doing a lot of amazing things on uh, immigration, on on budget, on the economy. So glad to uh, welcome him to the show. Congressman, welcome. Well, my pleasure to be with you, John. Thank you. You are have been such an important voice in Congress in raising the concerns about the Biden economic agenda and the social agenda that's underlying that economic agenda. Tell us, as you look right now, supply chain shortages, uh, a huge surge in inflation. Are we heading into a perfect storm of economic uh, danger? We're going off the cliff. Um, you know, we had Steve Moyen, who's an economist uh, with Freedom Works, speak to us today, and 
we just simply have got to draw a line with uh, with the spending with you know this country 28 trillion and I would argue when you add social security medicare uh, any of the transportation funds we're probably in the 50s to 60s because they're all going bankrupt uh, at, at a certain time that we don't really know about. Of but course. no, this is a this is a D-Day time to to stop uh, spending. Uh, if there's ever a time to cut government, it's now, and we're heading headlong into a socialistic, uh, government-run country, which we just can't do. So uh, now's the time to stop it, and uh, you know, it's it's. Who would have thought eight months, nine months ago, John, we would have been facing what this administration is doing? I mean, it's not one thing. It's I don't, I can't think of anything the man has done that's not harming this country in in a big way. So uh, the the good news is, I think people are are, are waking up to it, and I think people are going to get active because it's up to us to ring the bell as far as the downside if we don't. Yeah. And I know you've been a big advocate of activating the grassroots. You see what parents have done at the school board level, literally initiating extraordinary change in school districts where education bureaucrats were imposing curriculum that the parents didn't even know about. Uh, is that the model that you feel Republicans need to pursue to, to block the big bills that are going through now, the reconciliation bill and the infrastructure bill? Well, we've got to get Republicans. There's no Republican that should vote for any of these bills. Why help Democrats bankrupt our country? And Republicans ought to be united on this. And, and to that end, we will work. Now, uh, politicians respond to uh, constituents back home. In, in in a lot of cases, you have with politicians, they react to keeping their job. And I'm active, I'm trying to, to tell, uh, in, at least in my district, uh, and I think not just in the 5th District in South Carolina, but all over the country, people are asking why. Yeah. You know, why are we letting 177,000 people come across the border? Why in the reconciliation bill are they wanting to legalize 8 million illegals coming in this country? You know, why are they leaving Americans in Afghanistan? And the list goes on and on. So I'm saying, you know, you play the cards you're dealt. And in the case of we the people, the uh, to, to write for people in South Carolina to write a letter to Nancy Pelosi or Chuck Schumer, uh, you, you're wasting your time, your ink and the pen. So what can you do? You get active at the school board level because that's 50 percent of our budget that taxes go to in South Carolina's public education. You go to the school boards. You ask questions. Where is the budget now? What where was the where was the covid money used? How are you going to deal with the influx of illegal immigrants who whether it's 100,000 that come to South Carolina or uh, more? They're going to be the people who are going to be desperate. They don't speak the language. Uh, they're, they're, you know, they're behind uh, from a education standpoint. How are you going to deal with that? And so that's kind of the tack that we're taking, along with writing our individual senators and uh, congressmen in our district to get active and let their feelings be known, because it's uh, it's important for all of us to know the sentiment. And with the one thing that I think that's ignited people, John, are the gas pump. Yes. Everybody knows that you can talk uh, deficit all you want. You can talk trillions in the future all you want. When they're paying 40 and 50% more for gas, uh, along with food, along with, I mean, every item with inflation that's 
that's it, their pocketbook, it gets their attention. It's just amazing. It's absolutely stunning to to see people go to the pumps and they were paying a buck eighty, buck ninety in January. Now they're paying three, four. I just filled up at a place four twenty their day. I'm like four twenty. That's like uh, double what I was paying a few months ago. It really does impact. And you know, people who have good jobs and and you know, have a little cushion, they can absorb this. But the working class, this this is really forcing people to make personal decisions and right more food do i pay the tuition do i pay the heating bill or do i put car uh, gas in my car are you beginning to see the very people that joe biden says he stands for feeling the pinch here absolutely don't trust his words i mean the limited time that he has been in office and the limited amount of press conferences that he's had they don't trust him because it's just words i mean where he's he delivered other than bad things how is he I mean, to tell people that he's going to pass a $5 trillion package of spending with no offsets, uh, that they don't allow amendments uh, on the floor or in uh, the Rules Committee, and this is not bipartisan. It's, It's everything opposite that he says. American people know it. And the other thing they realize is we are buying gas from OPEC uh, having to get their approval of countries that don't like us supplying oil. How dumb is that? We yeah. were energy independent. We were just uh, a few months ago. Just a few months ago. Yeah. And, yeah, they're they're feeling the, the severity of it, and nothing makes sense. Nothing. I mean, it's just a uh, – they're scratching their head, but while they may not know the, the details, they know that all of a sudden the gas pump uh, is – 50% more, uh, the price of any type of food is up 15, 20, 25%. And the thoughts of having Thanksgiving and paying what it looks like a 25 to 30% increase in turkeys, if mm. we can get them, no, nah, that's got their attention. Yeah, I bet it does. It's pretty scary. Now, one of the key things in the, the Freedom Caucus, of course, as you've been a member for a long time, has been an increasingly important voice in the conservative movement, sort of a compass setter. But it only works when the leadership of the party is in lockstep and everyone is moving. How uh, on on the issue of fighting the Biden agenda, where does Kevin McCarthy and the leadership stand and and what sort of synergies or lack of synergies are there with with uh, the great block of uh, lawmakers you represent with the Freedom Caucus? Well, Freedom Caucus is going to play a big role in who gets speaker one, two. And Steve Moore, I guess, highlighted and put the importance that we can talk all we want about midterms. It's now or never as far as spending because you know some of these things are going to be embedded in the government that's going to be hard to unwind, kind of like the immigration. I mean, if, if the 1.9 million anticipated being in the country as of December, how do you get them out? I mean, what, what are you going to do? Um, try to find them and, right. and bring them back? And look at the cost of that. So Freedom Caucus is going to play a role, and we're going to ask, as as in any business, you have a plan. And we're going to ask what the plan is from leadership to not uh, allow Democrat, uh, Republicans to further the Democrat agenda of big spending. And we'll, we'll, we, all, we all only have to pick off four or five, or three or four of Democrats that, from what I understand, uh, are not in agreement and is the reason we haven't voted on the bill yet. They're going to 
put some smoke screens up that they got agreement, but I don't think they do or they would have put it on the floor. Well, this just happened a minute ago. Uh, Senator Joe Manchin just came out and said he's not that comfortable with the billionaire's tax like it was reported a couple of days ago. So they keep uh, the sand is keep shifting under the Democrats' feet, doesn't it? It does, and it's up to us to make sure we don't accomplish an agenda that's going to bankrupt the country. Yeah. And that the billionaire's tax, you know, they've always pitted one group of, of another. Right. The billionaire's tax is based on taxing unrealized gain, which is unrealized, but it's, it's making people come out of pocket uh, when it, the gain hasn't been made yet. And what about losses? Right. What, what about that? And yeah, it's just insane what they're doing. Uh, but it's it's typical of a uh, big government socialist party that uh, is now the Democratic Party, and their their policies show that they want to put everybody under government. They want to make um, uh, the private free enterprise uh, what has made this country great go away. And that's where the Freedom Caucus comes in. We're not putting up with it, and we're going to use our voices to stop it and to put the pressure where we may. And whoever's not willing to do that, then we do what we can do to um, to affect change and meaningful change. Um, power for the sake of power is no good if you don't know how to use it. Yeah, such a good point. And you know, you see the difference between when Republicans had all of the. Uh, chambers and the presidency in 2017 and how the Democrats are doing it. They're pushing through a lot more in a quicker time frame. Um, a lot of lessons, I think, were learned in that time frame. You had a bill, uh, you and Senator Cruz, I think, have put together a really important new bill that's getting a lot of attention, establishing new ports of entry for these illegal migrants that are coming into the country, the Stop the Surge Act. And I'm, I, I look at the new ports, uh, Martha's Vineyard, Nantucket, Block Island, Greenwich. Those sound like pretty hoity-toity Democrat areas. What's the idea behind the bill? First of all, you know, look at the surge that's coming across the border now. It's averaging 177,000. Yep. It is. They're thumbing their nose at the Mexican authorities. They're using the uh, QR code to register to uh, to the caravans to get into this country. Not that uh, the majority of them, we don't know who they are or how they're coming. We just know they're breaking the uh, the the line of the police uh, that are there. And the drug cartels are thumbing their nose doing the same thing. Uh, so we thought, uh, and Senator Cruz, uh, being from Texas, which there are over 40 uh, counties that are pretty much disaster counties and declared a disaster by Ab- Abbott. I think it's 47. So what we decided the best thing to do is uh, to have new ports of entry. And, you know, Biden is shipping these in the, in the middle of the night to municipalities and cities we don't know anything about. So what we were establishing is, I think it's 12 to send the, to put them on the buses and send them to, you know, Palo Alto, California, to send them to Martha's Vineyard in Massachusetts, Nantucket in Massachusetts, uh, Governor's Island in New York, Scarsdale, New York, uh, North Hero, Vermont. These are all prosperous areas that you see, you know, million-dollar houses. Let's send them there and let's let them... Uh, exercise what they claim to be compassion on illegals, and uh, rather than not knowing where they're where they're being shipped to, that's not an answer. Look at the strain it's going to put on the police departments, the first responders, hospitals, schools, and um, we're going to highlight this because this administration has no right to do this to Americans. 
And so let's ship them to those areas that can afford to find out what it's about with these illegals and deal with them. Yeah, seems like a very common sense thing. And a lot of people are talking about that in the last couple of days. Very important stuff. Um, Just real quickly, when you look at critical race theory and what it has done in America's community, the activation of parents, you've got recalls of school boards, you've got parents joining, running to do school boards, you've got people really trying to have a conversation about what's being taught in our schools that we might not have known. How energizing a movement is this for conservatives or just everyday Americans? Well, look at what's happening in Virginia in the governor's race. That's the number one issue. When Terry McAuliffe said basically parents had no say-so in what a child is taught. And think about that. How stupid is that? I mean, letting government, to even make that comment, that government can raise a child better than parents, uh, I can't fathom. And so it's galvanizing. It has that race. Uh, You'll see who comes out there, and I think it's probably not going to bode well for uh, for uh, McAuliffe, who is a really a political hack, who has just you know been through the uh, has, has played the game for a long period of time to the detriment of the country. But no, I, I'm asking uh, you know th- there's there's no more important um, thing a parent can do than to make sure we know what the child is being taught in critical race theory. Uh, that the color of your skin is basically, if you're uh, the, the, if you're a white person, it's you, you've got inherent uh, racism is wrong. We ought to be. We've got China to contend with. We've got to ex- we got to make sure our children learn things that'll have them compete in the competitive market that's made this country great. And it's not critical race theory. And uh, instead of letting the left own this and be loud, people are now running for office, for school board, for city council, county council. And how great of that. That's we the people getting involved. And that's we the people taking ownership at the local level. Because, again, for them to write a letter to Nancy Pelosi from South Carolina, you you might as well, you're wasting time and energy. But now school boards... Uh, you know, asking the tough questions of uh, of all the officials that take our tax money. It's our money. Uh, they work for us. We don't work for them. And that's pretty much what I'm telling people to tell them. And then if they don't uh, abide by, if, if they continue to ignore the voter, put them out of office and run run people that will answer to the people. That's how our system is set up. Such an important thing to get back to. I think we've moved so far away from appreciating the system that worked for us for 240 years. Uh, you have been, people say, oh, there's no bipartisanship in in Congress, but you've always reached, reached across the aisle. And earlier this month, you introduced legislation with Ro Khanna to get rid of some of the lifetime benefits and perks that members of Congress have. I think it's called the Scrapped Act, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Uh, talk about how people of two very different political philosophies can come together and do something that, you know, I think most of the American public would appreciate. How does that happen? Well, and I, I give credit to Ro Khanna as, you know, he and I vote completely opposite on most of the issues. Right. But on this issue, it's a perfect example of coming together and saying if something is inherently right or if something is inherently wrong. And the question we're putting in our bill, uh, it is not right for a member of Congress uh, when he dies to get a stipend based on your your salary of $174,000. In other words, now what exists, if a congressman dies, his survivors, uh, per his will, get a check for 174000 Why is that right? 
why is it right for a congressman when he retires to get uh, take advantage of the the health coverage? Uh, why is it right for them to take advantage of a pension, uh, however big or small, or to use the gym and to use the parking passes and to use a building that they're not paying anything for? In the private sector, it would never be allowed. I mean, once you retire, or, yeah, or you you're know, out. unless you, you're out, and unless yeah. you negotiate something, but this is an automatic benefit that shouldn't be for members of Congress. There's 535 of us, and if, and I've had a lot of people say, "Well, Norman, that's not going to pass." Well, if we never put it up, yeah, uh, you'll never no, know. <laughs> we'll never know. And this is this is such common sense. People resent this type of perk that never should have been there in the first place. Yeah. It's been buried for a long time, and um, I'm anxious to let's air it out and let's see uh, what happens on it because uh, I don't know how you justify this if you're a member of Congress. I really don't. Yeah. And I've been big on term limits. I think that's a huge thing that uh, it's not right to, to stay for 20 or more years, and it's not right to milk the taxpayers of these benefits, which your everyday American, you know, would never have access to. Yeah, such an important point. And I think it is very populous and bipartisan. It's a really remarkable thing in the environment we find ourselves in. A last question. You've been an important voice on passports and the frustration a lot of people have, and particularly during the COVID era, of not being able to get passports. While that backlog is still going on and you're fighting for your constituents, today the State Department announced it has a new U.S. passport with a new gender designation that is neither male nor female. It's called X. Um, just your thoughts on the fact that they took time to do that while there's a gigantic <laughs> backlog of, of passports for everyday Americans. Uh, any, any reaction to that? That's the most idiotic, that's the most idiotic thing to even attempt with all the crises that we're facing in this country. You know, uh, as we talked about inflation, uh, Americans dying in Afghanistan, you know, gas through the roof, illegals coming across our border, and then to, to take the time to even put that on a passport uh, when we're forcing vaccinations on Americans and not on the 8 million they want in the country, not even requiring a mass or a vaccination or any type of physical, it's ridiculous. But there is a there is just two different worldviews that now are in Congress that you can't fathom, and this is one of the things that I could not fathom that they're that they're doing. And I heard about it just a little bit ago, and it's crazy. It's absolutely crazy, and it shows a lack of as a disconnect that Biden has. But he's got unelected bureaucrats running America. That's who it is. And AOC and the socialists, the big government socialists running it. And it's up to us to call attention to it and call it for what it is. There's no middle ground on this. And um, once Americans get the full story, I think they will take it out and put people in office that, um, that will do opposite what this administration is doing. Yeah, uh, it's a very, uh, the next election is going to be so momentous. Congressman, thank you so much for the time. We covered a lot of ground. I think our listeners really feel much smarter than uh, when they started the conversation. Thanks again for your time today. My pleasure. Thank you, John. As well. All right, folks, we're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, we'll wrap things up for the day. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only 
Bite Clear liners are doctor directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B Y T E.com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. All right, folks, welcome back. What an interview. A lot to chew on with Congressman Norman's incredible insights. A lot of important ideas. And you see him, he doesn't just talk. He introduces bills. He tries to create solutions. He reaches across the aisle when it comes to congressional perks that he's trying to scale back for former members of Congress. We'd like to introduce you to different members. And I think that conversation opened my eyes on a lot of different fronts. Really great, important news all around. All right, we're going to be back tomorrow with some great reporting, some great news. I'm going to have some news for you soon, personally, about me that I think you'll be excited about. Tomorrow we'll have some great interviews, kind of delve into the school boards a little bit and what's going on in that movement as well. So be sure to tune in tomorrow. Until then, may God bless you and may God bless this extraordinary country, the United States, as he always has. You've been listening to John Solomon Reports, the podcast from Just the News.